Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live.
Off-Road Live. Welcome, everybody. 4 p.m. 7 East every Monday. This is Monster Mike, the Baja Crew. We're live from the Desert Tower Studios. Let's talk about desert off-road racing and wheeling, desert wheeling, all right here, live, exclusive, right now.
Well, welcome everybody. It's another version of Off-Road Live from the Desert Tower Studios with the Baja Crew from the Big Bad Desert. And we're not kidding. At some point, we're going to have, you know, live streaming this, that, and there, and photos from the studio and everything. But uh, suffice it to say, we are delivering the goods to you today. There was a desert off-road race this weekend, the San Felipe 250, carried live right here, within the sound of my voice, on Off-Road Live. We were in San Felipe at the start-finish line in Baja, Mexico, bringing it right to you. In fact, um, I think the Twitter stream, Pound San Felipe 250, was, you know, the most up-to-date information uh, about the race as it was occurring. It was relayed via a couple of reporters we had in the field, and then we had Race Radio Relay, and then we were piping it over to you uh, via uh, Twitter. And, of course, that's an account, if you take a peek at it, uh, that was obtained in 2008, I think. And and BajaRacingNews.com was uh, doing race radio relay and reports online even before that. So we were tweeting before Twitter was tweeting. And um, we continue to, uh, as as far as we're concerned, lead uh, the media as far as uh, the reporting having to do with these desert off-road races. And here on Off-Road Live, this year, we're going to be reporting to you more about uh, public access, being able to go wheeling in the desert in the southwest, and uh, where to go, what to do, and uh, specific information. We'll have our special guests starting Next week, uh, we'll talk a little bit about technology. We'll also talk about uh, uh, public policy issues uh, from, as as far as we're concerned, the experts in the field, and we'll deliver that beginning next week. This week, we're wrapping up essentially uh, what we consider the holidays, and that's roughly from like mid-December to the end of January, uh, all the way up until Super Bowl. Super Bowl is kind of the... Uh, uh, the start of the regular desert racing season, uh, both in the United States and Mexico. Uh, the Super Parker 425 will be reported live uh, here on Off-Road Live, and uh, we will deliver that uh, uh, via this channel as well as a Twitter channel, and that's the Off-Road Twitter channel, and we'll identify that more as we go along. This weekend on Sunday, we'll be live along with the Super Bowl, delivering desert off-road racing information. And then, of course, on uh, on Monday, we kick off uh, Super Parker 425 week and talk about what's going to be happening in Arizona at the Parker 425 with the best in the desert. Uh, and we look forward to that event every year. Of course, we know there's other media out there, and I love it how... Uh, these other sources of media, which we will talk about today. Um, and we don't have any qualms about uh, identifying who's out there and so forth. We really don't consider uh, a good part of it um, co- competition. 
uh, because it's also unfortunately fragmented that you know we were we would hope that uh, something would already be out there delivering this stuff to you because uh, I'll never forget uh, back uh, when we first got the uh, the jalopy going that um, scores website was off limits as far as Google Google was saying it was a uh, a bad website don't go there you couldn't get race information best in the desert wouldn't put out race results for a week I'm not kidding and you know the old timers will remember this that I mean there was just it was a desert of information you couldn't find it online uh, of course you can get it a couple of weeks later or a month later in a publication but for us kooks in desert racing, uh, that's really difficult to uh, uh, to wait that long. Or, of course, you make a call and you know you find out from buddies or you know a fellow racer or something like that. Oh, and let me be clear about this: uh, I do not consider myself. Now there are others in our group, in the crew, that consider them, themselves racers. I do not. I am a driver. I am not a racer even though I do have a finishing pen from the Baja uh, 1000 from years past. Uh, I have pitted. I've done a lot of work, uh, uh, pit work and so forth, but I don't consider myself a racer. I'm just, uh, it's not a part of, um, and, and I'm sure everybody's probably noticed that by now, uh, I, I'm not a racer, but I am a driver. And I think that's where at least some of the angles come from the show. Oh, also, let me be clear about this. If it hasn't been stated, don't like stunts. I, I think the X Games, to a huge degree, is just a series of stunts, uh, as well as some of the other stuff that's out there, like uh, Frozen Rush or Crush or whatever that was. Stunt. That's so stuntish. Uh, not interested, and uh, you'll probably get a sense of that. In fact, um, uh, there's some you know beloved personalities out there. Uh, Evil Knievel's one of them that. Uh, uh, how can I put this? I piss on Evil Knievel. Now, when it comes to real desert racing. When you talk point to point, even the loop racing in desert racing is, oh, I grit my teeth a little bit. And uh, short course, yeah, I think Andy Myers uh, put it m most succinctly when he said that it was like, uh, you know, it's like slalom racing. A lot of slipping and sliding around and, you know. Uh, that's fun if you're just sitting there and you're having a beer or you're a part of it or something like that. That's okay. But it's not anywhere close to the history, the desert lore, the, um, the you know, the connection to technology over 100 years ago, the, um, uh, the challenge of, you know, 100% straight-up desert racing. There's nothing like it. You know, desert racing is standalone. And that's the reason why uh, Off-Road Live, we report on desert racing. Every once in a while, we'll dip our feet in something else or, you know, give you a heads up or talk to you about something like 
you know, that, that's off topic. But not that we're trying not to do it. And, of course, we have pointed our finger at stuff, you know, and a lot of folks don't like that. Um, uh, but we, And we'll continue to do that. And we'll exercise our journalistic uh, investigative uh, mind to deliver that information to you. In fact, I'll start off with the San Felipe reporting, and it'll start off with investigative stuff as opposed to, uh, you know, any kind of, you know, just wholesale reading of uh, press releases. Um, and, you know, doing race results and all that kind of stuff, you know, very few people do the actual reporting on that. They just read the uh, press reports or uh, material from the sanctioning bodies. They really don't know who actually crossed the finish line or how they did it or any background to it. Um, and that's what we try to do, the Baja crew, yours truly, try to do that uh, every week right here on Off-Road Live. We'll try to deliver what we know as clearly as possible, and we'll investigate uh, stuff that we feel is important. And if you let us know, uh, you know, you could probably talk us into looking into stuff if you feel it's important. Well, right from BajaRacingNews.com, and Gary uh, spent a, a good part of time uh, in San Felipe. He's still in San Felipe. And interestingly, it was reported in the local press. You know, news, there's no newspapers in San Felipe. San Felipe is part of Mexicali, which is the capital of Baja Norte. And a newspaper in, in out of Mexicali reported that Ricky Brabeck suffered broken bones in a race crash from this weekend's San Felipe 250. Quote, the motorcycle racer was taken by helicopter to a private hospital and later released after crashing early in the event. Brabeck broke his wrist and collarbone in the crash, unquote. Well, just doing some simple checking, the editor of BajaRacingNews.com put a bulletin out that via a source close to the team... Max Eddy was identified as the actual crash victim suffering a concussion and broken wrist in the San Felipe 250 that transpired on Saturday, this past weekend. Uh, the other thing that we need to report that Gary has dug up out of San Felipe and Mexicali, quote, due to several factors, rumors of Roger Norman ending his desert off-road racing uh, events are escalating. Now, what Gary's identifying here is the racing in the Mexicali-San Felipe area. Continuing the quote, This morning, tourism officials are saying Norman is seeking amounts of community support, cash, money, greenbacks, frog skins, that San Felipe cannot justify to its citizens. It's common for SCORE to receive, quote, corporate welfare, unquote, from states of the states of Baja California and Baja Sur, and I'm sure, you know, when, when the events happen in the United States, there's some kick there, for its events, and often in excess of large six-figure tourism cash. To many in Mexico, the racing events are beginning to not pay for themselves. You know, it's po and this is a commentary here, it's possible in the past they could have paid for themselves but it's becoming very apparent to uh, now. This is not just the citizenry; these are, you know, financial officials in the state governments, both in Baja South and Baja North, that the racing events don't pay for themselves. 
Another complaint from state officials in Mexicali are the recent changes scores made to its operations when conducting race events in Baja, Mexico. Changed schedules from traditional time frames, greater demands of score of the state for public resources, like for safety and security deployments, are just the start of what this all this, this discussion is about. Now, Sunday morning, this reporter for BajaRacingNews.com at 8.30 in the morning yesterday, I asked Roger Norman uh, on the phone to San Felipe about San Felipe 2016. Well, upon uh, the question, Roger Norman hung up the phone on me without answering the question. Now, of course, everybody in the desert racing community would go, oh, yeah, hell yeah, hang up the phone on Monster Mike. Well, hold on a second. That has not been the case between Roger Norman and myself for the past four or five years. I've been to his house for hours, went surfing. We've had long conversations on the phone about certain matters. The very first contact that I had with uh, Mr. Norman was a request to remove material off the website, which I won't speak about about what transpired because it's too long. But I've had long conversations with the now owner of SCORE. We first started out... He owned a racing team, and that that was about it. Of course, he's got other interests and in business matters. This was the very first time in four or five years, for as long as we've been talking, that he hung up the phone. Now, there was only one other subject that I've ever talked to him about that he wouldn't discuss. Everything else was on the table. The only other thing he would never discuss with me is the Mint 400. Brought the topic up twice, was shut down twice. Now this subject about San Felipe is really important. It's important to desert racers, it's important to tourism officials, it's important to the general uh, traveling community in San Felipe. It's important to the community of San Felipe as well as the uh, real estate interests there. Now, my personal interest in uh, this story, and I'll be flat out about it, I've been a big fan of Baja for a long time. I think it was 82 I think. I'd have to look back at the uh, press clippings, which uh, I still have. I was invited uh, down to San Felipe in uh, 82, I think it is, uh, by tourism officials and a friend of mine uh, by the name of Art Mays down to um, San Felipe to inaugurate the very first official uh, transportation system down to San touristic uh, transportation system down to San Felipe, and essentially it was a a, a bus uh, system that was set up by tourism officials out of Tijuana, out of downtown T uh, Tijuana, a regularly scheduled uh, motor coach 
from Tijuana to San Felipe and to return every weekend for uh, tourism travel. And uh, I'll never forget the event. Uh, it was a uh, just off uh, off the hook uh, offering by the tourism people to get you know the press down there to uh, uh, report on what a great destination it, it is uh, and was at that time. Uh, and they stepped up so much that they provided the president of the Republic of Mexico's motor coach for use by the press in the drive down to San Felipe that weekend and back. Uh, President Dilla Madrid's personal motor coach, customized. Really trick, really trick deal, really trick trip. It was, uh, as mentioned, off the hook. At that time, when I met everybody in San Felipe, uh, the tourism officials and business owners, it was very clear that they were serious about the offering and that you know it was something worthy of being reported. Uh, it was re- I, you know if you go back in the uh, transcripts and the uh, microfish, it's uh, something about fish tacos taste great in San Felipe in uh, 1982, I think it was in the Daily Trans San Diego Daily Transcript. Uh, it was also re- run in the Star News, which I uh, was a part of for a while back when and at that time uh they wanted to get things off the ground as far as bringing tourists down not just by motor coach but general invitation just letting everybody know that san felipe is there now i had been traveling to san felipe for some time but the thing is is that uh, i was going down for other reasons before i was a member of the press a friend of mine owned a diesel injector repair business, which I also worked for for a short period of time. And his father, out of World War II, went to San Felipe and started getting diesel injector repair work off of the uh, fishing cruisers in San Felipe because they were diesel. The Saners, tuna, uh, not tuna fish, but the large-scale commercial fishermen out of San Felipe. So we were down there for business, and we were down there for pleasure a long time before 82. And now that I look back at it, and what's happening today, and what's happening with the economy and everything, if there's any kind of you know, pullback, or if there's any kind of departure of desert racing out of San Felipe... Well, that's just an opportunity that some businessmen should take advantage of. And I mentioned this to tourism officials this weekend that, hey, listen, if if the corporal welfare isn't big enough for uh, Roger Norman to do an event there, I'm sure there's other people who would love to do events. You know, just as an example, a a three-race series, the record... uh, June race from Ensenada to San Felipe called the Ensenada San Felipe 250. Let's say a race uh, in the race in December by code that goes from Mexicali to San Felipe. And um, let's see, uh, and then maybe one additional race in that three race schedule for San Felipe. Oh, yeah, how about um, spring break? A spring break, San Felipe, oh, I don't know, 
you know, maybe a 250-mile race around there. It's not rocket science, people. And you know how how reasonable it is to race in Mexico now, considering everything? Yeah, it's uh, there's a risk, but there's a risk in doing everything, anything in your life. And um, the thought crossed uh, uh, a couple of people's minds in San Felipe this weekend that if this rumor is true, and let's say Roger's not getting enough uh, corporate welfare out of the tourism officials in San Felipe and he goes to Laughlin, I think there's some people who just say, Adios, Monster Mike, the Baja Crew, Off-Road Live, more headlines next.
Off-Road Live, Monster Mike, the Baja Crew. We're at the Desert Tower Studios. Finally, in the uh, regular digs, it's been a whirlwind of activity for the uh, the holidays. Uh, very pleased that the uh, schedule will uh, get back to normal now. And... Um, we can uh, get on to desert racing for 2015. Pretty uh, shocking, actually, 2015. Well, this past weekend, Tavo Vildolsa earned a three-peat with his overall trophy truck victory in Saturday's 29th San Felipe 250. Udall Jones took the overall motorcycle victory. Archibald won Class 1. And other class winners included a plethora of desert racers. San Diego's Tavo Vildolsala rewarded his former home country with a special treat by capturing the overall and trophy truck win for the third consecutive year at Saturday's 29th. San Felipe 250 Desert Off-Road Race. The 2015 San Felipe 250 was held on a challenging, technical 259-mile course that started and finished in San Felipe on the northern portion of Mexico's majestic Baja California Peninsula. Tavo recorded the first three-peat overall victory in the history of the 29-year event. Starting 13th out of 20 vehicles in the Marquee Score Trophy Truck Racing Division for high-tech 850 horsepower unlimited production trucks, Tavo of San Diego powered the number 21 Branix Mexicana Logistica Ford Raptor to a winning time of 4 hours, 6 minutes, 27 seconds, while averaging a super-strong average of 63.77 miles per hour. The 29th San Felipe 250 was held in San Felipe, formerly only a fishing village. It used to be just a little waterhole along the Sea of Cortez. The town is located 125 miles south of the U.S. border and the capital of Baja, Mexicali, which is actually the capital of the quote-unquote county or city, that's what they call it there in Mexico, on the Baja California Peninsula, along the azure waters of the tranquil, most of the time, Sea of Cortez. The race had 149 starters, of which 102 officially finished the 259-mile course with a high finishing rate of 68.5%. The elapsed time race had a 11-hour time limit to become an official finisher. In earning his fourth career trophy truck race win and his fifth class triumph in San Felipe, Tavo adjusted to a new steering package and fought off the competition for his three-peat. Tavo said at the finish line in the shadow of the famed San Felipe Arches, quote, the race was good and the wind helped out. It was blowing from north to south, so in sections heading north it was blowing right back at us, unquote. There was high pressure setting up and blowing uh, out east 
And uh, those winds were blowing mostly north to south, but some of them were offshore. And, of course, uh, if you're listening in from the east coast of the United States, that's the same high pressure that's pushing that storm, that blizzard, uh, into your neck of the woods tonight. And we're getting a little bit of, uh, uh, of a low-pressure system out of the Gulf of Alaska today now into uh, Baja, California, and that probably will continue over the next couple of days. So we have a little weather t- here, too. <clears throat> it's just not as pronounced as uh, back east. We feel for you. We know what it's like to have uh, uh, drifts so big you can't even get out of your house and look through the windows. Monster Mike live on Off-Road Live. Now, if you're if you're interested in any more of the details, Dominic has done a great job, that's the press guy for SCORE, of documenting all that kind of stuff. And, of course, we've um, identified that information, and it should be on BajaRacingNews.com right now. Uh, one of the uh, more interesting aspects of um, this desert off-road race also was the series champion from last year, Steven Eugenio. You know, has that team been jinxed now with Armin Schwartz joining the team? A fire started on the race truck when the vent overflow caught fire when they refueled at a team pit for a driver change at race mile 152 in the San Felipe 250. The truck fuel tank was, quote, overfilled and spilled fuel over, which was ignited by the brakes and burned for some seconds, unquote. Stephen got out uh, before the fire started, and Armin Schwartz got in right when uh, the fire was just about to be lit. He drove to the finish after they put the fire out. The race truck had issues with the drive belt around race mile 200 and was forced to limp the rest of the event to the finish line. Now, we've framed it like that because... Let's face it, folks, Armin hasn't had the best of luck. And seemingly, Steven Eugenio had been doing really, really well, and all of a sudden, and this is, you know, there's no, this is not kidding, Armin jumps in the, in the truck and the thing catches on fire. Listen, I know this, sounds, this stuff sounds crazy, but, you know, what, what's incredible about desert off-road racing is this stuff, we try to double and triple check on a lot of this stuff. We try to. Uh, and at least with Off-Road Live, we certainly do. And I know uh, Gary, the editor at BajaRacingNews.com, does his damnedest. He does his double damnedest. And and by the way, folks, if you see something on BajaRacingNews.com, give us a jingle. Send us an email. Let us know. You know, we've even had Tavo give us a call. Last year, I'll never forget it. Hey, you guys uh, don't have it correct. I was in past the finish line a couple of seconds faster than that. <laughs> Not kidding. I mean, he was letting us know that it was a couple of seconds difference, damn it. We're a big fan of uh, Vildosola Racing out of San Diego. We're huge fans, and uh, congratulations, everybody, at uh, Vildosola Racing. All right, next up, we'll go over uh, the schedule about what's coming up in the next couple of weeks. And, of course, uh, we just want to mention briefly the uh, Baja Sur race coming up in the next couple of weeks. And we also want to mention our broadcast schedule 
for the Super Parker 425 coming up in just now a matter of days. Time really flies. From the Desert Tower Studio, the Baja Crew, yours truly, Monster Mike, and of course, our friends, and they can be your friends, Marlboro, Hard Rock, Budweiser, Red Bull. BajaSafari.com, the king of Baja. And for the next few months, people, you're going to go pre-running? Cabo Safari Resort. You are pre-running home in southern Baja.
Off-Road Live. Yeah, we mentioned it. The Cabo Safari Resort. Go to CaboSafari.com. All right, let's take a peek at what's happening in desert off-road racing in the next couple of weeks. We have to mention that the Super Parker 425 is coming up in a matter of days. Stay tuned right here to Off-Road Live. Remember, on Super Bowl, February the 1st, is kickoff for the Super Parker 425 Race Week. So tune in here. We'll be live during the Super Bowl. It's an online racing party during the Super Bowl. So when you see all that urban shit and uh, songs you don't like and music you can't stand, tune us in. We'll uh, we'll rock the world of uh, the online media. And, oh, that's right, we'll, we'll definitely uh, mention some online media. But let's go over the schedule. Uh, the Baja Sur is uh, April 16th through the 19th. The Dos Mares race is in May. And then, of course, don't forget, folks, at Cabo 1000, Cabo1000.com, that is May 5th through the 12th for the first time ever. The authorities in uh, Baja California and Baja South are allowing the maniacs of the Midway, racers, to race a rally on the Trans-Peninsular Highway 1 from Tijuana to Los Cabos. We have exclusive rights to deliver the live event to you here on BajaRacingNews.com. Definitely stay tuned for announcements having to do with the Cabo 1000, May 5th through the 12th. Now let's talk a little bit about the Baja Sewer. Scores putting on a race in Baja Sewer, April 16th through the 19th. If you're interested in pre-running, go to CaboSafari.com. It's the very first off-road resort in the world. Blue Azure Seas, Cocoa Palms. Place is uh, incredible. And it can be yours. That event essentially is uh, going to be on the same course as as an event that we've done three or four of in the past since 2007 uh, as private events, and it's uh, you know essentially Cabo to Loreto. It's like in reverse, right? So that makes it unique. Uh, we've noticed that Roger has a habit of you know looking around, taking the, the ideas of of everybody, and then trying to make them his own. This is an example of that. He's going to be on the very same course as uh, some of the pre-running that's been done over the past seven years and certainly the three events that uh, we've done private events at. We know the, we know the route better than uh, some of the state guys. Our team knows the ins and outs way better than the people who are sitting over at SCORE, for damn sure. So uh, get a hold of Cabo Safari Ranch, uh, the resort there, and uh, we'll hook you up. 
CaboSafari.com. And uh, that event's going in April. CaboSafari.com. And, of course, the media. What can I say? There's one guy who claims to be the longest-running off-road racing, blah, blah, blah. Hilarious. I've done interviews with his uh, mom and his dad. And I thought I was a kook. Well, let's talk about what's happening with uh, the Mint 400. Uh, It was announced that there's going to be expanded media. Now, Score said the same thing. Now, when... Now, is it, am I right or wrong on this that they announced that there's going to be expanded media? And what the hell happened to George? Where's their life? What happened? Question mark. We'll answer that next week. But the other uh, uh, media item that was announced most, most recently is uh, of the new stuff at Mint 400. And we applaud it. We're looking forward to it. Um, we can't wait for you know any kind of buzz and you know expansion of visibility for um, desert racing. Right on. What took you so long? In fact, you guys are late. Way late. So let's get it on. Our Mint 400 coverage. Mint 400, live Mint 400. Yeah, we've been doing that for a while. Shit, we talked to Casey years ago about, hey, why don't we do a big party before your races? He just needed somebody to do it for free. You know, it's like uh, like originally when we talked to uh, Ivan Ivan Stewart about bringing the Pro Series to, to Cabo. Said, sure, I could do it. You got me. Just write a check for a hundred thousand dollars. Hundred K and this is what, seven, eight years ago now? Granted, it was before the uh, collapse of the economy. Thanks, oligarchs. Thanks for sucking all the wind out of what what was uh, at least a, somewhat of a good balloon. And now, to even think about $100,000 to bring a circus of off-roaders... We are so much looking forward to having, let's see, I think who who was announced. I, I've forgotten who was announced uh, for the expanded media effort for uh, that event uh, out of Vegas. But we are crossing our fingers and our toes that it comes off. Uh, we're looking forward to the personalities. Um, my only suggestion is you better, pre- you know, preparation. Because the one thing about radio is that It's easy to be stupid. We pull it off every week, 4 p.m. West, 7 p.m. East, 
right here on Off-Road Live. Remember, folks, our Burn Down Las Vegas special begins March 9th. Mint 400 Live. Live Mint 400. March 9th. That's because it's race week. Folks, thanks for tuning in. Off-Road Live. We will see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. 4 p.m. West, 7 p.m. East, Off-Road Live with the Baja Crew, the Desert Tower Studios in the Big Bad Desert. We want to thank Marlboro. Hard Rock. Budweiser. Red Bull. BajaSafari.com. And CaboSafari.com. Our friends, and they can be yours. Thanks for tuning in.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.